the biggest sports stories of the week. So when I get my hair cut, they wax my ears, they wax my nose, okay, and they wax my eyebrows every time I get my hair cut. Okay. I literally have one eyebrow, and I've had people trip over my nose hairs. Okay. It's embarrassing yeah. when someone trips over your nose hair. Yeah, that's that's not, cool. not cool. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. Then he, he said, I don't want to be a bum. He doesn't want to be playing and not be good anymore. And I I think that is a legitimate concern for him. And I think this for year, for Rod. For the MVP yeah. of the NFL again this it, year? Right. Is he really really going going I think Aaron Rodgers should be in the uh, conversation as well for executive of the year. <laughs> Plus some fun with pop culture. Man, that might be a- is the round, the quarterfinals. That's the metal no, round. No, that's Wait, can we, do we get Matt, get, call Matt Hamilton right now? Because we got to find out. This is Sunday Karma. Well, all I can tell you is I picked way better than you throughout this, Ben. So you got lucky that I have a life and I couldn't get my picks in a few times because I clearly picked way better than you. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at Radio City. The whole, uh, you know, Harper is the co-host. She hasn't been here in a year. She doesn't deserve that uh, love. She should get bumped. Here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. It is not him. He is on assignment. And if he's on assignment, I am your fill-in. I'm Homer. I'm no longer the last person available. I told them when uh, Craig, a.k.a. Mo, minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, cannot do Sunday Karma, I'm available. So if he's not here and I'm not here, that means they don't want me. Um, he's He was not here last week. He's not here today. And so I'm filling in. Just feel like I need to pass that along because as a radio listener for almost my entire life, when I liked the show and expected the host, when the host was not on, I was not happy. Usually what I did, Kyle, what do you think I did? When you, show. when whenever you, you turned it off, yeah, like eh, not who I'm looking for. Got no chance. So if you're giving me a chance, you're nicer than I am. I gave no one a chance. So are you saying there's two weeks in a row where no one probably has listened to Sunday Karma? Well, I will don't be know. two. Weeks. I would think they might be nicer than I am. My standards might be a little higher. They're just uh, listen a little bit, and but I'm saying that's why uh, where. Craig is. I don't know and don't care. I hope he's okay, but it doesn't matter. I don't. So if I'm a regular listener and I said, well, he's at the White House, does that make me feel any better as a listener? No. I feel exactly the same. I don't care if he's at the White House. I don't care if he's mowing his lawn, whatever. Uh, I do have a question for you before we get started. I'm sorry. Really quick. Do you think Craig mows his own lawn? No, I do not. Okay. I was just curious. Just curious. No. It's possible he could be that kind of person who likes to mow his own lawn. I mean, there are people like Craig uh, but and mow their lawn, not many of them. He seems to me the kind of person who does not do that. Uh, my father was that way. He prided himself on, I don't do that stuff. Like, that means I've achieved a certain level of success when someone else does it. Now, for him, it was eight kids, so... Just have one of us do it, but 
other people kind of like doing certain normal jobs for whatever reason. But I don't see Craig as being that kind of person. He probably has things he likes to do which wouldn't make sense, but I don't think that's one of them. No, I don't see him as a mow a lawn type guy. No. I don't see him riding or pushing. No, I, I would like to know the most common thing. You might have to ask him when he comes back that the sub wanted to know the most common thing that you like doing that you wouldn't have to do if you didn't want to. All right, I'll write it know, down. Well, I'll I don't see him next exactly week. Exactly what that is. Uh, um, uh, but uh, I did want to continue on the discussion which I had on our show about a retractable dome and that to me it's inevitable for Green Bay and should be inevitable. I don't understand how anybody can be against a retractable dome for any stadium. But like in Green Bay, because Tony, the Hall of Famer, I says, because you're soft. What would what, what soft, um, if I'm a fan, would I rather have the environment be good or terrible? Good. I'm a fan. Why, like, I want to go to a snowstorm? No. If I had no choice, which was the case, just like I had no choice but to ride a horse to get somewhere until there were cars. So, in addition, a retractable dome means that you don't have to have the dome all the time, and it means the home team gets to decide. So now you have a possible, it's nicer for the fans. No one could argue that. And it's possibly a competitive edge. Wouldn't it be great to be able to say to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, what do you want? You want the dome open or closed? I don't know if the NFL would have rules. I wouldn't think so. I don't in baseball. It's like the Brewers get to decide somewhat on weather. I mean, wouldn't you like that? Who could be against that? No, I want there to be the the, uh, uh, frozen tundra. No, you don't. So so you wake up December the 1st. You want it to be 30 below zero or whatever it is? No. Do I want there possibly to be an edge for the Packers as far as weather? Sure. What is that? I don't know. Depends on the team. Could easily argue that Aaron Rodgers is better when the conditions are better. It's not like it's going to be 100 degrees out or something like that. I don't know what, uh, be it the wind or... Um, Yet we do a poll, 75% of the people are against a retractable dome. That You can't defend that position. Upon what basis, retractable dome? Because I want the weather to be bad? Well, here's What's the thing. The wor- I'm looking it up, and so it seems like there's some policies and rules that go with when you can close and can't close your roof, and it's different between the regular season and in the postseason. Do you know in the postseason, in the conference Are we championship? about the NFL? The NFL, yes. Cause you, you said Green Bay Packers. I'm talking NFL. So in the right. postseason, the conference championship and the Super Bowl, of course, are league games. So the conference championship is a league game, and the commissioner or his designate um, – has the sole authority over the status of the retractable roof, walls, the, and curtains. So if the, even in Lambeau, we wouldn't have a say in a conference championship game where you would want that advantage, right? But then you would have that in a previous com- uh, playoff game, just not the conference championship game. But, like, isn't the goal to try to get to the Super Bowl? So, I mean, I mean, wouldn't you want to have a decision at that point on whether or not the Ice Bowl is so classic because the Dallas Cowboys had to come up and play in that negative temperature degree weather, right? 
Right. So your point is... Is that it's... I mean, yes, I, I like what you're talking about, but at the end of the day, you don't even have the decision when it really, really matters in the conference well, if, championship. If what you say is true, you wouldn't in the conference game, but you would in other playoff games. Right? Doesn't just said the... Just said the uh, the uh, Does it say the conference championship game? Is that where the league decides? It says the conference ca- championship game. That's when the league gets to decide. Okay, that is so Super I could Bowl. have one playoff game, or I could have two playoff games before that. Right? Well, the Packers' problem isn't... Decide. I mean, I don't know, Homer. I, I just think... You spoken like a Packers fan to me, Homer. What do you mean a Packers fan? Oh, what, you're, you're satisfied what? with just getting to the conference championship? No, I'm saying I don't care what fan you are. You want to go to a game, I'd like the conditions to be better rather than worse. But you also said you wanted Rodgers to have control, and he loses well, control I, in the if, champ if conference also, championship. If I also would like, uh, I, uh, I would like to have, be able to give it as a competitive edge. I, should, I would like to be able to decide. If what you say I can't in the conference championship game, then I can't in that game, but I can in apparently all the other games, right? Th- that is true. It looks like up to okay. 90 minutes prior to kickoff, the home team must notify the referee or the representative right. from football operations whether the roof will be open or closed. So I have I have 17, maybe 18 irregular season games and the possibility of a couple playoff games. I get to decide, and it's nicer for my fans. This is like asking whether you'd like, like I have $100, I have a chance to give it to you, and you can either take it or turn it down. Who would turn it down? How can you be against this? I get to decide, and it's better for my fans. Who could be against it? Upon what basis are you against it? You're because I want the weather to be worse? You're just, I mean, the whole great mystique and greatness about Lambeau Field is the frozen tundra. If you put a roof over the frozen tundra, you think Cali boy Aaron Rodgers is going to say, yeah, let's leave it open for, let's leave it open in this negative 10 degree weather. I, I, pr- I prefer for us to, even though it might be better for his performance because he seems not to play very well anymore in cold games. You'd rather have bad weather than a win? What kind of fan are you? I, I'm a hist- I like the history of it, Homer. That's the whole there, thing. Still, so it's no longer it's, the frozen tundra. It's Of course it's going to be the frozen tundra. There's still going to be conditions. First of all, it's a retractable dome, which is huge. We need another phrase for it because it's not like a dome where you have no control. We know from Miller Park, retractable dome, it's not like you don't have some of the current conditions. Do you think it's the Minnesota not- Vikings have ever had a December game where it was less than 20 degrees outside since they moved into their new retractable dome. They have a retractable dome, too, in Minnesota, don't they? No. no oh, it's no. not. It's just a dome? It's just a dome. Oh, yes. my gosh. They've had a dome for how long? Well, Somebody th- look I, up how long they've I thought had a they dome. switched over. Jeez. The, 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 uh, the University of Minnesota has an outdoor stadium. I thought they and switched the over to a retractable team. with the, the new one. The baseball team has no retractable dome. No, that was stupid. That was it's stupid. Yeah. No, that was oh, stupid. It's stupid everywhere. Every stadium in the world should have a retractable dome. Well, Every stadium. Well, baseball makes sense. Everything. Now, see, I, see, baseball, that's stupid. If you what? live in Minnesota, you need to have a retractable roof because all you're doing is causing yourself to have rain delays, snow delays, all types of all types of havoc is being wreaked. Nobody wants to play baseball or sit at a baseball game when it's 40 right. degrees outside. Right. That's just stupid. Okay, but it's not stupid in football because... Because the conditions, because you play through the conditions unless it's lightning, you play through the conditions. There isn't a delay because it's raining now. you still can. You still can. You're the president of the Green Bay Packers. You decide that the retractable dome's going to be open every game. Go for it.
Who doesn't want the choice? I mean, I, what do you mean? I mean, I I just I like I like not having a roof at Lambeau Field. People like the horse when the car came around. But I mean, I like horses are better. Horses are like. They're animals, and they got this car that's just a car. T. Hummer, I believe in slippery slopes. People used to have uh, the horse and buggy. They used to have all that, but what yes. happened? The car came around, and yes. people probably said, well, you can still have the horse and buggy if you want to, but now you have the car. And then look at it. 20 years later, nobody has a horse and buggy. Well, I hey, guess Amish, maybe. have a retractable car that could turn into a horse. But no. Now, now just 20 years twenty years from now, when they build all these arenas, there's not even going to be no, gonna be no outdoor games in the cold weather anymore due to what Homer wants to do right now in 2022 no they'll be it i think they'll be it they'll they'll first of all you have a certain cold it's still kind of cold in the arena like miller park even when you have a retractable dome so it's it's not like it becomes 85 and sunny it's not like a dome we know that if you've been to miller park in terms of how, what conditions are different based on the conditions outside when the dome is open do you have the choice who does not want a choice I like the choice in baseball. Why I do. You don't I do like it in football because because of because the. I, I like the advantage that we get. I feel if the Packers have a choice, and I, I'm assuming this all comes from the Chicago Bears potentially trying to do renovations and put a retractable dome over that stadium down. Is this where this all came no, from, Homer? But this came from that discussion, which reinforced my belief, which I haven't talked about, that all stadiums should be retractable domes. The one in Chicago should be a retractable dome. You don't trust the team to make the right decision? No, I, I feel like it's going to be closed. And cold games is going to be closed. So we're no longer going to have any type of snow, cold games in Lambeau because they made a decision. I think it would be cool if they did have the opportunity. But I, I just think all of a sudden they just won't play outside. They won't play with the weather elements outside they will not let it come in because here's the problem do you do you open it up do you open it up just at the game 90 minutes before do you open it up sure. so you you keep it closed so people don't have to go and shovel inside of it like what what are the parameters around this oh come on like we can't figure this out of course the parameters are going to be easy to figure out whatever the rules is when you have to inform them you know you're still like i said you might, I mean, just look at Miller Park. They probably keep it closed if it's snowing, or I don't know, with snow, whether you have to worry about how much snow gets on the retractable dome. I don't, all those things. Come on, that stuff could be worked out. It's not a problem. The problem is what's in your head no. that I don't comprehend. Well, I, what's I, more important? Well, let me ask you this. This is very simple. What's more important, an edge for your team or bad weather games? Uh, the, the bad? Uh, what, what? Who has the edge in bad weather games? You would think because the team that I plays in bad weather. On, well, hold on. On some Packer teams, I may want a. T- I may want terrible weather, and other Packer games, depending on my team, I may want the best weather possible that day. Right. No, I mean it. It makes sense. I would hope they would take advantage of it. I just don't. I don't see teams in the future saying yes. We want to have this cold weather out here. I feel like the roof will always be closed when it's cold out. Well, then you have no faith in your team. No, I don't. Just like I'm telling you, Homer, you're the same person. If 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 you know whoever no, you know, the, the rel- your relatives your relatives a no. hundred years ago was talking yes. about this horse and buggy thing and talking about the Model T isn't that bad, guys. It's not. Yeah. I can get from point A to point B in a shorter off? time period. Are we better off? 
So we're going to be better off with football with no bad elements. I but see. No, what... there will be some bad elements. Have you never gone to Miller Park to know that if it's 20 degrees outside and what or whatever the temperature is affects inside? They don't. You, you don't necessarily have heating and cooling inside. Yes, there will be people at, at, at Lambeau Field will still have winter coats on. It's it, not a dome like. Like the Twin Cities, it's retractable dome, and you have it's still cold. So you're saying you you bring a winter jacket to a Brewer game if it's 20 degrees outside, and you wear it inside. You you're telling me you I have never I'm seen a Miller Park go, promo no, no, or excuse and Fam Field Park and Miller Park, and you there's some days that you wear a jacket going to Miller Park. Yes. Ask anybody who can call in 1-800-990-3776 how the weather outside has affected how you feel inside at Miller Park. It doesn't feel the same every game. Your What temperature you feel is based to, in some part on what the, the, what the temperature is outside. And it would be even more dramatic in the winter. I don't know. I, I, You're not I guess... have short sleeve shirts on. Yes. In a very cold day at in Green Bay with a retractable dome, would people be wearing winter coats? Yes. They, no, into the building, and once they got inside, they'll take it off because they have uh, they control uh, the temperature no. inside the buildings to a certain extent. Have, again, you'd have to have full heating over the whole thing, and I don't know that you'd necessarily do that. That gets to be really expensive. Oh, yeah, you, because we're worrying about how expensive it's going to be to to heat the place when we're putting on this multi-million dollar retractable no, roof. I think because I can understand that adjustment where you have some some part of the the current uh, temperature affecting the way it is. It just doesn't destroy the game. Okay, Homer. You know what? I actually like the idea. I, I do. I think it's pretty cool. I just think it would ruin football because I know what the end result would be: slippery slope. They don't make these people like they used to, Homer. Oh, so now we have a problem with people. Yeah, the, these, gen, these these younger generation folks. Oh. I guarantee you, the the quarterback of the Packers in twenty thirty five is going to say, "Yeah, I, I can we close this? It's about forty five degrees out. Can we just keep this closed here?" And, again, and I'll blame you. Uh, I don't, uh, yeah, you blame me. Yes. Yeah, and the fans, you're making it better for the fans. They don't count. They're the one paying the big money. You're putting a condition better for the fans. The fans voted on your poll. Better. And said 75% did not want it. So what fans? You're talking about the 25%, Homer. No, it's they're just like you. They bad? haven't given serious considering the pluses and minuses. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know that those people that are voting uh, own tickets. I just, I don't know. I mean, a dome, I, talking about a dome. All right, I, all the things you say, I understand. A retractable dome is not the same situation. You're not eliminating all the effect of weather. You are eliminating those horrific games in which it's not really football, unless now you've made a good point. I, I was not aware of the uh, of the conference championship game that the team that the uh, that the league determined. The league determines what you say. What the the lead in the in the uh, NFC and AFC championship game, the league determines if the roof is open or closed in the NFC and AFC championship yeah. game and the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, Super Bowl, I can understand the uh, championship game. I think that rule should be changed. I would vote 
to get the owners Do, to change that. Can I can the I just ask earns, you? The team earns that benefit by their record in the regular season. Can I just tell the league to decide that is stupid? Homer, what is the coldest game ever played in Indianapolis in Lucas Oil Stadium? I don't know. Fifty don't degrees, know. brisk. Not- Fifty degrees at kickoff. Indiana gets they That's, get they get snow in Indianapolis. It gets oh, cold in Indianapolis. But no, what did they doesn't. do? Peyton no, it doesn't. Oh, Homer, I don't. It doesn't get cold I, there. You're you're from the area, aren't you? I know I'm from the area. No, it doesn't really get that cold in Indianapolis. No, to compare Indianapolis to Green Bay, come on. Let's see what the average temperature is. The average temperature in Indianapolis is, in, in what is, month? In December? I didn't think Lucas – is Lucas retractable? I didn't think it, it was. It, it is – yeah, it is retractable because I'm reading know. here, uh, Jim Ursay Sunday that the roof would not be open during the Titans game. It ended up being the coldest game played in Indianapolis weather. You don't even know – you know why? Because Peyton Manning said, I don't want the roof open ever. Yeah. That's probably that's why. Right. So he, yeah. he had a decision. And what happened? That's we good. don't even know that they even had a retractable roof at I Lucas did, Oil I, Stadium. I Yes. You never see the correct. Big Ten championship game with an open open roof either. Because it's too cold in Indianapolis in December, Homer. This <laughs> one. Uh that that's that's how they choose. Okay. So you're that Green Bay is uh again, I would question the temperature. What's the cold you said the coldest one they've ever had is what? I'm glad a, we a, this, br- uh, a brisk fifty degrees. Fifty degrees outside. Yes, uh, outside. It was 50 degrees outside. Made it the coldest game. And then also, in, in okay, in Indianapolis, it's not too cold. In December, it's between 37 and 46 degrees. It's not like yeah. it's not like the Colts ever played any December or January games uh, when Peyton Manning was there. And they're, they're, they're also playing more games. I think the NFL is moving more in the direction of playing more games in January. They are. More games in February. Uh, and, again, that would allow you to uh, adjust accordingly as you wish for your particular team. So how do you feel after after now finding out that these teams will opt to decide to close the I don't, roof I don't, I 90% of the time? I they will opt to decide, and if they do, so be it. That's the thing you earn by having a good record. Is the NFL rule, ruined by that? No, of course it's not ruined. All right, so there won't be any outdoor games in Green Bay if you become the new president. Are you, Homer, I don't, you don't sure need to I disclose would. your age, no but you're, are you older team, or younger than Mark Murphy? Because I don't want you to be in consideration of being well, the man, Packers' new president. Is, why do you assume that I would never use the weather if I felt it helped us? No, I'm saying I'm the person after you may never use it. What? I'm saying the person after you may never use it. You are try, You are advocating for there to never be... Outside cold games in Lambeau because all your this is a slippery slope, Homer. I'm telling you, what's now will change forever because the fans will say it's too cold. It's 30 degrees they outside. They don't decide. I decide based what's on the best interests of my team. That simple. All right, don't I am be president. It don't be and, Jim Irsay. And the reason I don't have to worry about the fans, okay, is because I've already made things better for them. Their life is better, right? The conditions with which they watch a game will be better in Green Bay with a retractable dome. No one's going to argue that, right? So I've already taken care of the fans, right? I've made their life a little bit easier. How much will depend on game to game. This slippery slope. No slippery slope. I've taken care of the fans. They have a better condition. And now I decide to do what's in the best interest of my team. The fact that the league decides on a conference championship game is is just wrong. You agree with that. I I agree, yes. I do. We agree. All right, we need a break because Jason Wildey's coming up in a few minutes. 
Yes, he is. Will you change your opinion if Jason agrees with me? If Jason agrees with you, I will change my opinion. Jason has that sw- strong of a persuasion wow. on me. I'm not saying you don't either. I mean, I like no, I like the idea. I, I know I like the idea, but you know, you, not as strong as Jason. Never, that's all right. As far as the NFL, if I were someone, I would I would have Jason's opinion would be more important to me than Homer's. Yes. I agree. So I'm not. I'm not bothered by that at all. That that shows a certain level of intelligence that would make me think that person would also be for a retractable dome everywhere, everywhere. Jason Wildey's not next, but he's soon. More brilliance next. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wilde will be on in a few minutes. Uh, Mo, Craig Karmazin is uh, on assignment, uh, so I, Homer, am filling in because I said I'll fill in any time when he can't do it, so I'm no longer the last choice. Uh, and if I'm not doing it when Mo is not here, then either they don't want me or I'm not available and mostly be in the first case. Uh, Jason will be will be on in a little bit. We have somebody commenting uh, on uh, jackets and what you have to wear or wear at AmFam because of uh, the weather. That that is true on the talking text line. Oh, National Bank talking text line. It's supposed to. Doug says it's supposed to be sixty seven in AmFam, but I went to a game there in April with. The roof closed, and it was chilly in there with a coat on. So, Hummer, there you go. Somebody did have on their coat. It does. It does. It's not the same every game. Um, we'll get to uh, to Jason, but I wanted to ask you if you know what Dude Perfect is. So, I, is it a band? Is it what? What is Dude Perfect? I do Dude not. Dude Perfect are these five guys from I think they're from Texas who have all these amazing videos on YouTube. We're like. They shoot a basketball from a helicopter into a hoop, or they do all these crazy things. And then they have a tour uh, in which their performance Friday night was at Pfizer Forum. I had never heard of Dude Perfect. I didn't know what Dude Perfect was. And uh, and then somebody said, well, ask your grandson, uh, Ryan, who's 11. He's like, yeah, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. So um, it's... Um, it's incredibly weak. Whoa. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, I wasn't sure. I thought you were going to be surprised how good it was. No, their videos are spectacular. The problem is you can't recreate such videos at Pfizer Forum. Oh. So there's a limit. Now, they did kind of create something, but what it was was a fascination of parents with their kids. Places packed, Okay. And I had to imagine, like, uh, some great musical group, okay? That's what I thought it was. And we got an email about going to it. What's a great musical group? What would you say the top musical group is? Let's let's just go with who was here over the weekend. Let's see. Let's say Backstreet or Boys to Men. Okay, whatever. Just pick them. Imagine if they came and they had no instruments, right? 
then there still would be a fascination to be there because you're so insanely fans of who they are that you would do anything. If they sat there and had breakfast cereal, there'd be some interest in watching them eat breakfast cereal because everything they do is great. Now, they did try to create, Dude Perfect said, like they're shooting bow and arrows or shooting baskets and throwing footballs, but it was really weak. But the people there loved it. Why? Because they have such a fascination for these people that I thought, yeah, it'd be like, for me, old, like the Beatles came and they have no, they, they their instruments didn't show up. You'd still be curious for the Beatles to do anything just because they're the Beatles. But, I mean, I would ask someone who was there and the kids. And so the person who I was with, Ryan, is 11. And I asked him, you know, thumbs up, thumbs middle, thumbs down. He goes, thumbs middle. There was only one thing they did. They kind of did it on tape where they ran through the areas and it was more like their videos. It was pretty good. But the rest of the other stuff, they can't do anything because they're limited. I thought maybe they were going to stand at the top of Fiserv and try to throw baskets, you know, make whatever. They, they couldn't use the court because there were people on the court filling in seats as well. Um, but he said at the end, but I still like to meet him. <laughs> so it didn't. It had no impact on thinking less. And in fact... I love these five guys. Part of what they did was a competition uh, among the five. Like, they would do something, and whoever was the worst who lost, it was just weak. It was just so weak. But I was fascinated watching people because the kids loved everything because it was like they were watching the Beatles. So your, your grandson uh, was fascinated by this. Yeah, he, but he thought of it. I mean, he even admitted some of it, but there was just not – there wasn't – there wasn't much there. Like they're in this competition and they're just, they weren't doing anything that was really that amazing or incredible. It's not like they showed you, wow, I can't believe they did this other than the one thing they taped. Um, but the five players, the guy who was kind of the MC, he admitted he was amazed that people came to like their tour. I mean, he said something like, hey, we started this and people wanted us to do a tour because they realized, I'm sure when they got together, what the hell are we going to do? We can't do anything. It literally, I, I didn't think of it until this morning when I said it, it's literally like going to a musical group in which they have no instruments. So what are you going to do? I don't know. They got to figure out some way to fill the time, right? Maybe they would sing a little bit, acapella. And you would go, this is kind of weak, but it would still be them, right? Yeah, no. It's, it's like when you go to Rod Stewart and you can't sing anymore, but you're still excited yeah. to see Rod well, Stewart. No, but, like it's, like it's, but it's even worse than that. I mean, that <laughs> might be it. But but it's like he, there's, there's a limitation. Yeah, I guess when you go someone and they have no voice left. I saw B.B. King, I think, in his last appearance, he had to sit in a chair and do it. But I still think he was still, you know... Imagine if he had no guitar. Now what's he going to do? Uh, sit no there. And, yeah, no, that, that wouldn't be fun. So then it, but, but if you love B.B. King, you'd still go. And that's what it was. So I, I'm more than open to uh, anybody calling in 1-800-990-3776. Maybe we'll get to it later. Because I want to know what other people thought. Because I had never heard of Dude Perfect. But when I checked their videos, and they played some of them. You know, they had a big screen and stuff and played. Uh, they're... they're they're the real deal. I mean, I'm not at all surprised at the fascination, but like, as I said, what what can you do? And they really haven't figured out doing anything in which you went, wow. And everything they do on the, the videos, every time you watch it, you go, wow. And last night, <laughs> no wow, still no wow, still no wow. 
And then they have they they did a couple of other things that must be a part of it. Uh, Wheel of Bad Fortune, where they had a, a young girl there with uh, uh, a box of snakes they threw on her. Somebody else had to eat dog food. Uh, the kids that were competing, and then the third one was somebody had to eat a cicada. So I mean, that that must be part of kind of what they do. I, that part I that was kind of seemed to me like an inside thing. But um, again, the the people there loved it and. And at the end of the show, okay, at the end of the show, they finish the show, and the guy says, hey, our faith is real important to us, so we're going to come back out after five minutes and talk about our faith a little bit. You can stay if you want or leave if you want. I thought the presentation was fabulous. And what happened? What did most people do? They peaced out. No, they stayed. They stayed to talk about they So they stayed. took them to church to what? Oh, that's yes, hallelujah. Thank they you, took them Jesus. to church for five minutes. And it reinforced my point. Like, they could say, all right, we're closing. Uh, we're done with the show. Come back out. And then we're going to all eat a bowl of cereal. Everybody would have stayed because they're in awe of this group and like everything about them. So I refuse to believe that that percentage, and I think it was 90% stuck around for the, the, for the you know, just to hear the spiritual version. And again, it was very low-key, low-placed, and I just think everybody wants to, wanted to stay as long as possible to be around them because that's the fascination. But I'll defer to somebody else if uh, they want to come in later. Right now, uh, and Jason will appreciate this because, as usual, I'm late. Jason Wildy, do you think he's heard of Dude Perfect? Uh, I'll bet not. Maybe. But if you have it, you should go to YouTube. The stuff they do is spectacular. Next. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Man, listen, I'ma break it down with precision. The mission is to expose pet peeve conditions. I'll list them like couples who oversave bay. Or people going around saying that's cray cray. Man, I gotta be honest, I was really hoping you could stop eating with your mouth wide open and try scoping. Please back up off me. Breath smelling like burnt dog poop and coffee. And stop Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Jason Wilde, everybody should get information on the Green Bay Packers from Jason Wildey every day of the year. I think every show I do, Jason Wildey's on it. Good morning, Jason. Well, I'm not on God Talk every time you do it, but I have been on it once. So, yeah, That's I guess. That's true. Uh, very uh, well-liked. People, uh, um, nah, people like enough. it. Enough. Right. Um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2023 uh, they listed Mike Shanahan and Mike Holmgren uh, among the uh, coaches. I just assume Shanahan has to get in. They won back-to-back Super Bowls. It's over. That's the that's your guy, right? Yeah, probably. Um, Holmgren's been to three, won one. Uh, I think he's definitely deserving. Yeah, he'll um, get in too. I would hope he gets in, uh, whether it's now or later, but. Um, yeah, I mean, when you win two, I'm no mathematician, but two is more than one, and he should probably get in first. But how do you – like, the other problem is, like – Yes. How do you view back to, I want to emphasize, back-to-back is different than two also. That's true. That's a, that's a very good point. How do you view Tom Coughlin's candidacy? Because he's kind of the uh, – kind of like his quarterback for those titles. He's kind of the Eli Manning uh, of the – 
of the coaches, right? Like, yeah, won two titles. Uh, yes. Also had a team that was ready to revolt and not play for him anymore, um, and didn't necessarily win a ton. Uh, whether it was in his other stop in Jacksonville or what have you, so I, I, I'd be curious to know how his candidacy will be viewed. Yeah, he's a, he's a lock. He has to get in before. Does he have to go in before Holmgren too? Then because now that's another um, one. Uh, Holmgren has some juice too because he took two different teams, and that doesn't happen very often. Um, I would I would put uh, Coughlin ahead because not only the two, but who he beat. He was the coach that defeated the undefeated uh, New England Patriots, correct? Yeah, and then beat him again. Yes. So the beat, winning two, beating the Patriots twice, beating the unbeaten team, uh, gives him a Belichick, slight edge. Yeah. Uh, nope. But if if you put, I mean, all three to me are locked. But I th- I think that uh, that what he achieved in the wins that he had in the Super Bowl are so, is so amazing. For example, uh, the other one would be uh, I'm trying to think if there are any coaches that have two wins that aren't in. Flores is in well, now, right? Yes, but like that's that's another question though. Is like why is Bill Cower in? Doesn't he? Does he only have one? I when yes. he was elected, I I assumed he had two, and then I think it was actually it might have been even during a conversation with you that I that I learned that he actually only has one Super yeah, Bowl. That was title. a terrible choice. He had no he has no business being in in front of any of these three. It's yeah, not even close. I would agree. Yeah, other than the fact he's on television, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, they mess up too. Yeah, it's uh, that's it's just wrong. I mean, Shanahan, for example. I mean, you win back-to-back Super Bowls, you're just in. There aren't there are how, how many coaches are there that can say that? And yeah, we know it, we know it best from hearing from Ron Wolf. You know. He, he, yeah, and, he, and and obviously had Holmgren. Had Holmgren done it and uh, denied Shanahan the first of his back-to-back Super Bowl titles, um, then I'm, I'm guessing he's already in, having gone yep. to the Super Bowl three times, one, two, having coached Brett Favre, who is a Hall of Famer, uh, et cetera. But like you said, um, you know, there are certain games that obviously have a major, major impact on your legacy, positively or negatively. And for Holmgren, it was losing Super Bowl 32 to the Broncos. For Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers, Ted Thompson, it was losing the 2014 NFC Championship game mm-hmm. that you were in control of in Seattle and ending up uh, having only been to one Super Bowl on your respective watches. Uh, and Rodgers is the only one who still has a chance to change his. Um, it's Yeah, it's uh, you, you, if you don't win those games – then people can argue about your credentials for the Hall of Fame or greatest of all time and all those other things, and and those guys are proof of that. And I would also add that, while it hurts, Shanahan not only won back-to-back, but pulled off one of the greatest upsets in Super Bowl history, according to the odds makers. Yeah, and beat Holmgren. I mean, yes. You know, worth, worth noting, obviously. So, yeah, look, uh, I think they're both, I agree they're both more deserving than Tower was. Uh, I think they're both deserving, period. But, um, you know, can they both? I guess I haven't looked at the... No, I think they just do one. uh, I think they can only get one in at a time, yeah. Coach, contributor, committee members will meet August the 23rd to select one coach 
or contributor yep. for final consideration. That's it's different was, for players. But that's but 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 didn't Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher get in in the same class a couple of years ago? Because they were like they got the news on television, both of them, like one day apart. So maybe it that was the year I, that they brought they had a larger class, but. Um, yeah, I would assume Holmgren will have to wait another year. I did a story back when I was writing for ESPN.com, and obviously Brett Favre is as biased as anybody could be uh, about Mike Holmgren, but you know, I think I thought he made a pretty good case in our conversation about Holmgren's candidacy. And, and again, it's just a I would hope it's a matter of when, not if, with him. We will discuss this next, but I actually think, uh, and I am curious to your opinion because. Uh, it's been decided that you're you're higher on the food chain for NFL opinion. I think the fact that Sterling Sharp is not in the Hall of Fame is an even greater injustice than those that we just talked about, and that yeah. will be next. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. DJ Ill Will. Uh, college educated, she graduated. Any bill she can't front her parents pay. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Round two with Jason Wildey. The topic uh, has been the Hall of Fame now. We can't eventually get to retractable domes. I want to be the national spokesman for all stadiums in all sports should be retractable domes, including uh, a change of Lambeau Field. Um, I think uh, retractable domes are just the best. Um, They make it better for the fans, but also provide some level of uh, the natural elements that uh, the team can decide. Uh, other than, as Kyle informed me, and he's right, I guess the NFL decides the conference championship game, whether the retractable dome is open or closed, that rule must be changed. That benefit must go to the home team based the fact that they've earned by their record or somehow that the game is played there, and they should be able to decide. So but that's for another day. All right, Jason, uh, I brought up Sterling Sharp. I have never understood why he's not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, but you know those people better than I do, and so I'm sure it's been brought up before. He is now uh, among the list of players uh, in the semifinalists, and I just assume he's going to get in, but the fact that it's taken this long, I'm, maybe I'm not sure. Take yeah, it. I, well, I don't – I mean, there's a couple things, right? I mean, I think the first thing that I know – I know Chewy brought this up when I talked to him during the week, uh, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, and I know others have brought it up. Uh, but I don't – it feels unlikely to me that his uh, truculence with the media and his refusal to speak to the local media would be uh, the biggest impediment to him getting in. I just – I don't – I personally don't believe that. What I think it's – what I think is more likely working against them, and um, I think this is actually reasonable, even though I think eventually he should be in, is that there are a lot of there have been there has been a logjam of wide receivers that they have 
um, broken the log jam, kind of like at the safety position, which has allowed Leroy Butler to get into this year's class, um, where there were a bunch of guys that were deserving that weren't in yet, and they had longer, more productive careers than Sterling Sharp because his ended prematurely with a neck injury. I think we all agree that if he doesn't suffer the neck injury, he has far, far, far better numbers, and he's a no-brainer to already be in the hall. But unfortunately for him, uh, what did he? How many seasons did he end up playing? Seven. Eight? Seven is correct. Yep, seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that that really and truly is the number one thing that works against him. Now, am I of the belief that he is a Pro Football Hall of Famer and should be inducted? I am. Uh, I think, at least in my mind, and everyone has different criteria, but at least in my mind, when you are the best in the game at your position for multiple years, uh, that puts you squarely in the conversation. And if you're one of the best at your position for a few other years, then you should be in. And I think both of those criteria he meets. Um, you know, you and I talked about uh, James Kahn and his portrayal of Brian Piccolo in Brian's song this week after James Kahn's passing. Well, you know, Billy D. Williams plays Gale Sayers whose career, much like Sterling Sharps, was cut short by injury. Um, and I don't think anybody ever questioned uh, Gale Sayers' greatness or how much more productive he would have been had he kept playing. And so I do think that that argument is a very easy one to make for Sharp. He also did it during an era where the rules were not bent in favor of the offense to the degree that they are now. So now that you've gotten... T.O. and all these wide receivers, Tim Brown, these guys that, you know, there was this this backup of deserving wide receivers. Now that most of them are in, if not all of them are in, I think the case for Sterling Sharp should be made and is, quite frankly, an easy case to make. The list of players that they have for this year includes other wide receivers, Mark Clayton and Stanley Morgan and it's just not even close. Uh, neither. Now, Clayton no. was a part of Duper and Clayton with Dan Marino. But th- there's just no comparison between them. Uh, Sayers, by the way, played seven years. But the last two were irrelevant. He really only had five years where he was Gale Sayers. Um, right. And I'm sure there are people that argue that he probably shouldn't be in. Right? That, he, that, um, that they voted him in during an era where... Um, you know, had they been under greater scrutiny, maybe there'd be a lot of people on social media that didn't exist at the time saying this guy didn't do enough, right? It uh, doesn't matter um, that he had five great years. I just, you know, again, I think the biggest criteria for me is were you the best at your position for multiple years? And I don't think anybody d- doubts that Sterling Sharp when he was catching 100 balls, when most, when that was rare, uh, and making the types of plays that he was making and carrying an offense the way he was carrying it, um, I know they didn't win enough during his time, but there's a bunch of wide receivers that are in the hall that played on teams that didn't win enough, and he he should definitely be there. But you know the other thing that's interesting, and, and I don't again, I'm not on the I'm not on the 48 or 50 person panel. 
Um, it used to be 46. I think it's at least 48 now. Yeah, but, I'll have to call my guy. Clark Judge. Um, Clark Judge, yeah, and I, I you know, those, they take that really seriously. Like, yep. I, I want to make it clear that this is not some willy-nilly operation where guys, they they are really committed. And I told the story about how, you know, uh, Ira Kaufman from Tampa uh, had to present the case for Warren Sapp and opened it by saying what a first-class jerk Warren Sapp was. But that shouldn't matter because he is one of the greatest players in NFL history, and he was right. But I think for me, you know, when you when when you're inside that room, you're still a human being. And if you're Clark Judge or whomever else, I do wonder if you say, okay, look, we have gotten two of your these Packers who are unjustly out of the hall into the hall in the last several years, right? Because Jerry Kramer was the greatest player not in the hall. And then Leroy Butler was, I think we all agreed he deserved to be in and he wasn't in yet. So I, I do wonder if, hey, there's other teams with other guys with cases. We're not just going to just keep getting all these poor, unfairly kept out Packers into the Hall of Fame. But that said, I don't think that should factor in, in this case, with Sterling Sharp. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I think it might. Uh, I think I might wait five years, a couple years. Not five years, but yeah, I would think. Um, I wouldn't admit it, <laughs> but I think, right. I think that's a great point. And I think the premise is um, you don't want them to get in after they die. Uh, you know, you don't want to wait that long. But I don't know that I would wait five. I might wait a couple years. I, I'd. Uh, well, would you? Here's I, the question: Would you? They're not in the same category, and I think we're agreeing here that Shanahan's going to get it ahead of Holmgren. Who should be in, of those two, who should be in first, Holmgren or Sterling Sharp? Sterling Sharp. The thing I want to mention about Sharp is people don't realize Favre didn't create him. He had an incredible year before Favre even showed up. Correct. Absolutely that, true. Yep. That is, to me, very important in terms of that level of greatness. Well, who would you have first? Um, well, you did make a comment about um, wanting to get people in before they die. And okay. um, the actuarial tables would tell me that Mike Holmgren is older, so I would probably put Mike Holmgren in first. Yes, just to make sure. It's a it's a club in which I'm uh, ha- comfortable with either side. If uh, I, I don't, uh, I'm I'm not going to argue with it at all because I think uh, it's a to me it's a flip of the coin. You pick one, I pick the other. So. Um, yeah. From the age well, aspect of it, I'm not sure how much older how much older Mike Holmgren is than Sterling Sharp. I guess you'd have to look. Um, well, Mike Holmgren's in his 70s. Yeah, that that would uh, be enough. I I agree. Uh, I'm not a doctor. The age would make me pick Holmgren first. I've joined your club. Thanks, Jason. Wow. What a yeah. great way to end it. All right, Homer. Well, take because care. to me, what's most important? Uh, being able to enjoy the fact that you've been selected. Yeah, that you're alive. And yeah. is that a greater risk with Holmgren? Yeah. And if it's a if it's a push, then let's get the old guy in first. Uh, we'll, I'll ask Clark Judge that when I have him on. <laughs> I look forward to listening to that. All right. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Top seven at 11. Next. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.